0: It. And if y'all do that, we want y'all to come to Covent and not to Shalmet. <laughs> See what Pastor Chris thinks about that, huh? <laughs> I know it's good to have y'all. And we also have um, Nick, Nick and Taylor Campbell's with us here today. And um, some of y'all might know Nick, Nick was saved in this church, and um, him and his wife they served as worship leaders there in, in Metairie and. Nick just served as an associate pastor over there, invested a lot of time and energy in that Metairie campus. and But God's got them kind of moving north now, and they're going to be settling down with us here in Covington. And I just want to say to this congregation that we're getting a treasure here with y'all. I mean that. And um, So I'm, I'm excited to have y'all on board. I know Anne's Aunt, excited to have her son here. and um, So it was just amazing just to have y'all with us here. And Linda, that was amazing. That was great. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I do sense a, a new, renewed, just just the way you were speaking and, and just, you know, not that the other times weren't good, but I just feel like there is a freshness that God's given you, and, um you know, every time somebody comes and shares their, that's a missionary that's given their life literally to serve the Lord, um, it makes you feel kind of small, because it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing my part, but they're like, they gave up everything. They moved to another country and, you know, literally giving up their life to serve, and But you can just see the fruit you know of that and what god is doing and so thank you so much for coming and for sharing and uh so lee's already shared the things that are coming up but i just wanted to mention before i start um pastor alusha is coming i don't know if josh has that slide for me yeah and this 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 pastor alusha remember my wife and i did a missions trip to ukraine let this past summer in july and he was the one i mentioned that we really kind of bonded with and connected with he's in the kharkiv region And if you've listened to the news recently, they've really suffered another uh, bombardment from Russia. They're they're really, you know, really trying to break their will. But he's going to be in the United States. um, It's February 9th is when he's going to be coming here. He's he's coming in for a conference that NRP is doing. And then Pastor Mervyn Strother reached out to me to see if if I wanted to have him for a service. And I said, well, of course I want to have him here. So um, it's going to be Friday night here in Covington so um i think we could get this place full i mean I, I really want y'all to just invite this is a big deal he'll come he's full of energy he's full of fire full of life he's going to come share obviously his you know perspective and what's happening on the ground with the war but more importantly he's a christian he's a believer and he's just i mean i'm telling you, he's contagious and he's just his his fire his energy his enthusiasm and it's just like I said, we, we, we stopped at four different cities when we went and connected with different pastors. But he's the one that really, to me personally, had the biggest impact. So he's going to be here in Covington. I'm going to try to get Pastor Chris to invite you know, the, the other two campuses to come and just really try to fill up the house. Because when we went, like every place they took us in Ukraine, and I think those of y'all might remember my wife and I, Sharon, it was standing room only, literally. I mean, it was literally. They had people sometimes in the foyer they were they were leaning over, looking through the door and also um what a treat that would be, I think, for him to come here in Covington and see this place with standing room only. We'd have to add chairs and all that kind of stuff. So if you got Christian friends that maybe go to another church, but you know, they can come out, you know, they don't have to be a part of this church just to come really see what God is doing in Ukraine. It's a, it's amazing. It's just incredible. So that's a that's a really big deal to you know, to have him come speak here. So so praise God. Well, what a great weekend. I mean, this has been an empowered weekend. It's our first time that Covington has participated in what Pastor Chris and Shalmet was doing at least, for, I think, for the last, past two years, I think, they've had this this conference. Um, we were here Friday night, and then last night we were there in Shalmet. And I just want to say um, to our Covington campus, I was very proud of the attendance that we had there. I mean, it was, really was. We. Uh, we had a lot of um, a lot of people from Covington made the trip, and um, and you know for me I was telling somebody you know when I go to Chalmette, you know th- I grew up in Chalmette, and and um, that's that's where that's where I'm from my wife's not from there but that's where I grew up at, and um, so anytime I go back to Chalmette, I have to give myself an excuse to go eat at Rocky and Carlos, and so. Uh, <laughs> So we had lasagna and baked macaroni and all of that. And I was kind of regretting it after. I was glad I wasn't preaching last night because I wouldn't have went over too good. I mean, <laughs> I mean but it was, it, was a, it was a wonderful time. Pastor Chris preached a powerful message on David and Goliath and uh, just the anointing. And I just feel like um, just the ministry, you know, when we look at the transition that's happening from Pastor Carl to Pastor Chris, you know, I, I just feel like we're in a safe place. This, this ministry is in a safe place right now and um it's in a good place and it's a it's a new season it's a new it's a new direction maybe a new vision that god's going to give pastor chris and it's exciting to be a part of that you know we're, we're a part of that and um it's it's a lot of fun so it was just a great you know it's a great time so really what you know what is god calling us to do i mean god's calling us just to remain faithful just to remain thankful and to remain praising him just to just stay just stay thankful in those things and you know, a lot of times, you know, God wants us to testify of the things that he's doing in our lives. You know, if God's doing things, you can come pull my sleeve and say, look, God's doing this in my heart. God did this in my life. I want to testify and I'll give you a chance. I think the church needs to hear God's people testify of what it is that God's doing in their lives. Cause it's not just a testimony for us. It builds up the church cause they get encouragement to hear what God, what God is doing. And then we want to start strong this year. I think really that's the emphasis of the, um, the Empower Conference. It's, it's in January and it's a way to kind of, you know, get your heart and your mind and your life focused on God and what is it that he wants to do in 2024. So you might've seen if you weren't here last Sunday, um, we have those, those boots set up downstairs. That's our tab groups that Lee mentioned. If you haven't already done so, just walk around the boots, read what the group's about and then pick a group and sign up for that. It's so important to get plugged into a life group. Sunday mornings are amazing, but if you really want to connect with people and build relationships, it happens in small groups. And we're, we're just excited that now we're doing not just Bible studies, we're doing these activity groups. You know, Joshua has, a, um, I think it's the hoop, hoop group. And I'm like, I'm like, how could Josh think of that, the hoop group? But, that, but that's really a group. So if, you, if you're a young guy and you like playing basketball, that's the, that's a life group now, and it's and it's and it's it's a fun thing, but it's fellowship, it's building relationships, sharpening on, and all those things the Bible talks about that really only happens when we get together in groups like that. So so just do that and become a part of that. So so today's going to conclude not only our um, empowered conference but also the series that we started four weeks ago and take the land. And um, so I'm just gonna do a quick recap of the, the message that we've already done. The first one that we talked about was the promise that God, God has given all of us a promise. His word is his promise to us. But we looked at the story of Abraham and God had promised Abraham that he was gonna make him a father, make him a father of many nations, and God had promised him that. So we looked at the, the promise that God had given Abraham, it came at a cost, because God told Abraham to leave the place where he was and go to a place he's never been. So it, it, it cost him something, and then it was also going to require God's power because God told Abraham, you're going to be a father of, of nations, but guess what Abraham didn't have? <laughs> he didn't have any children. So he had to believe God. He had to, have, to believe that God was going to provide that and God was going to have the power for that. And then we also noticed that the plan that God had was bigger than just blessing Abraham. We, are, we, we here this morning, if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, you are, you are the blessing of Abraham. You, he was the father of faith, the Bible says, and our faith is now in who? In Jesus Christ. So we're, we, we are actually inheriting the blessing that Abraham did if we have confessed Jesus Christ as our Lord. So this the next week after that, we, we looked at the stages being set, that, that God is setting the stage for our lives, and we looked at God is aware of where you are. He knows your situation, He knows your resources, He knows your knowledge your everything that, that that you are and God is always going ahead of us you know he's he's working ahead of us and then God is setting the stage he's got the big picture you know we, we we look at our life and we see well this is what's happening in my life right now but God's like got the like the whole picture ahead of you and he's he's using what's happening now to put together the big picture that that only he sees and that's where faith comes in i have to trust that whatever's happening—the good, the bad, the ugly, the whatever—God's making a. It's a beautiful puzzle He's putting together, and it's a picture that only He, He knows about. And then last week we looked at you. You got to be bold and courageous to do the things that God is calling you to do. And you know, when we look at um, serving God as a Christian, part of that requires work. Like, does work involve? Like you look at Linda and what and what they're doing there in um in, 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 um Honduras. That's work. I mean, there's, there's, there's a spiritual side, there's, an, there's God's presence and all of that, but there's a work side to that. Well, ministry and anything that God is gonna call you to do individually or as a part of this church, it's gonna require, it's gonna require work, and then it's gonna, it's gonna sometimes make us uncomfortable. You know, we talked about that last week. You know, we talked about um, that Charles Stanley had that quote, you know, people do discomfort dodging. We, 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 we look for ways to try to avoid being uncomfortable but sometimes that's what what god is saying you got to do what you got to get out the boat yeah. you know and, and and be uncomfortable a little bit and then it's going to be opposition you know uh, you know it's not if the opposition comes it's when it, it's going to come the, the opposition is going to come we, we're prepared for that but the victory is ours we, we're promised you know victory we, we are victorious in everything that god is calling us yeah. to do so god god is faithful i mean god is so faithful to us and the integrity of God can always be trusted. What God says will be accomplished. We need to say that when God speaks his word, it will be accomplished. So today's messages all came to pass. All came to pass. And, you know, when I, when I think about God's faithfulness, I think about his faithfulness in my life and my wife's life. And, and, and you know, we could just share multitudes of stories of what, what God's done. But, but I think of provision. I mean, God has always provided for us and um it's just it's just you know time after time i've shared this with the church you know whether it's a job job opportunity or an uh, uh, a step up in in the position of a job or or just the money coming from a place that we weren't expecting it to come from or maybe an unexpected raise or just whatever god has always been faithful to my wife and i to provide for us he's he's just been faithful in, in his provision and um in the relationships that he's given us and even through the trials and you know, um, <clears throat> Hurricane Katrina, you know, like this church was birthed because of Hurricane Katrina. And, um, you know, I told you I grew up in Chalmette. I mean, I was one of those people that, that I was never leaving Chalmette. I was never leaving Chalmette, and I said, I was never gonna drive. I, I said, those people who drive that causeway to go to work, they nuts. There's something wrong with you. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna drive the causeway to go to work every day, well, guess what I ended up doing for like 16 years? I drove the causeway. So, so God, God's got a sense of humor, but God was faithful through all of that. And in my heart, I wanted to go back, but but God had a bigger plan. And now we see what God was doing. God was expanding our reach from Shalmet, and He was giving us now. A, a, we have a greater impact now, and I believe we're going to get more campuses. I know Pastor Chris is believing for that. We're we're raising up leaders, we're raising up pastors, and I know that we're, we're going to have more campuses. And it gives this ministry the opportunity to reach a bigger, you know, area of, of, of people, a bigger influence that, that God has given us. But, but even through that, you know, we, we, we went back and we, we looked at our home and, and, you know, there was like, I think we had like 11 feet of water, 10 feet of water in our house. And it's like, you, you just look at that and it's like, how can you ever recover from this and, and get, and God just, he mapped it all out for us. And we ended up really being in a position um financially probably better than we were before katrina just the way it all worked out god god just just poured out blessings on us so 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 god is just he's so god is so faithful he's just so faithful to us in everything that he does and i've really sought to live my life by that scripture verse jesus said in matthew chapter 6 seek first the kingdom of god and if you've ever been around me enough and you've come to me and we've counseled or we've talked about different things you've probably heard me quote that scripture and, it, and what, is it, what does he say? Seek first the kingdom of God, and what? And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, it doesn't say necessarily how that's going to happen. I, I, can't, I can't tell you how God's going to fix all the problems that you're facing in your life, but I can tell you this. If you put him first, then all these other things will follow. All the things that you have need of will follow, and that's what God has done for my, for my wife and I. So, so let's look at Joshua chapter 21. Uh, Verses 43 to 45. It says So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand, not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel all came to pass so the first thing i want to look at here this morning is god remembers his word god god remembers his word and you notice that this is written here it says it says the lord gave to israel all of the land of which he had sworn to their fathers it didn't say that god gave it to them because of the faithfulness of their people the lord said i gave it to them because of the faithfulness of my word god spoke the word that i was gonna that i was gonna give that to them god was faithful to his word so that should bring us encouragement to know that God, when God speaks his word, it's not contingent on, on, on me. It's contingent on his faithfulness. God is faithful. So if God speaks his word, it will come to pass. It's, 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 it's like you can, it's, it's guaranteed that, that it's going to happen. So that should encourage us because a lot of times, you know, God gives us something or he shows us something to do, even as believers and we we mess up sometimes we take a different path we go a different way but then god brings us back and god is so faithful to what it is that he promised us that he was going to do in our lives and so um you know we looked at this friday night you know i shared this you know that a lot of times and and this is the devil that does this he lies to us and tries to get us to think that we're not good enough that we're just not enough like god's asking me to do this He's show me these things in my life. But just not smart enough you know i don't know enough scriptures i i you know i made mistakes all these different things and we just the devil tries to convince us that you're not the person that god's picking on to do his to do his plan or do his work there's somebody else that god's looking to do it i'm here to tell you god's got you in his mind to do that you're the one that god has chosen There's there's not a plan b there's no backup plan this is it and 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 you look at the bible and i shared this friday night that god used all the faults all the failures of the men and women in the bible go back and read the stories in the bible and you'll discover once again that these these men and women were far from imperfect far from imperfect yet god chose them and god was faithful to what he told them that he would do not based on their on their faithfulness based on what god said that he would do so so we need to know that if God gives you a promise, God gives you a word, God is faithful. God will remember the word that, that that he said that he spoke that he spoke over them and God remembers his word and in 2 Timothy chapter 2 it says this is a faithful saying for if we died with him we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us if we are faithless he remains faithful he cannot deny himself i love that scripture it says if we if we are faithless god remains faithful see his faithfulness is not based on my faithfulness thank you jesus he's faithful so when we go to scripture and you grab a promise you grab a word that god gives you then you you can you can be assured that if god speaks that to you it will come to pass God will remember the word that he spoke to your life, that he spoke uh, to your family. And I like that scripture verse in Philippians. It's not on the screen there. Philippians 1, 6 is being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. That's a promise that you cling to that. So God said, and God began the good work. You, You didn't start the good work. Salvation wasn't your idea. It was God's idea. The Bible says we didn't choose God. God chose you. So God is saying the work that he began, he will be what He will be faithful to complete it. So all the processes, all the ups and downs, the mistakes, the failures, the, 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 all the things, there's a process that God is putting together and he's, what does the Bible say? He'll be faithful to complete that. God's word is faithful, so we need to stand on that that God remembers God remembers his word. And then we, then we see in verse 44 it says, the Lord gave, gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their father so the next thing we see here is God gives rest um God gives rest the the word here for rest in Hebrew is uh nukah it's n-o-o-a-k-h and it means to let alone or to settle down so the rest that God gave them was not a rest from their daily activities for survival but rest from the traveling and the war that they were in And at this point, when God had given them this rest here in in Joshua, they had been fighting and traveling for 50 years, not including the 400 years that Israel was was in slavery and Egyptian bondage before God had delivered them. They were in 50 years, and God's now said that, I've given you all this land, now I'm giving you, so now I'm giving you this rest. See, God will give you a season of rest. And a lot of times, you know, and, and all of us in this room, we're at different ages, we're at different places in our life, and different seasons. So a lot of times, when you're in a season, it's hard for you to imagine never not being in that season. And who can relate to that? I mean, I, I know for me, it was like that. And, and I'm and I'm speaking to moms here, you know, like when mom and dads are with with young children, and you're you in that season, and they're little and they're 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 hard, they're difficult. It's 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 work. It's a it's a, it's a lot of work. And I and I know like when my wife and I we had small kids, and I really. And I wasn't, I wasn't a perfect parent, but I really tried to cherish every moment of, of my kids. And I remember older people telling me, you know, they always said, you know, enjoy the time with them because the time's going to go by so fast. And, you know, when you're young, you really don't grasp that because that's not really happening to you. But as you get older, you look back and you say, you know what, they were right. And so, and so but, but I believe God wants just to, to reinforce the understanding that that's a season that you're in, a, you're in a season right now, and don't let the devil rob the joy of that season, because the season's gonna end, and unfortunately it's gonna end a lot faster than you realize, and, 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 I, and I'm, you know, and, and I don't know y'all probably laugh when I say this, I don't think of myself as being old, but y'all think I'm old, and that's all right, I don't know. I'm not saying no, I, do. I don't know, but anyway, I just, how fast life goes by, it goes by so fast, and now my wife we have, and I have four children, we have nine grandchildren, and if, and if you'd have asked me like when I was having like little kids, raising little kids, that one day you're gonna have like non-grandkids, I'd be like, you, you must be nuts. That's not gonna never happen. And it's just how fast that that happens. So so just enjoy the season that you're in, but know that the season is gonna end. There's gonna be a time of rest from that. And and that's what happened with my wife and I. Now we're enjoying you know our grandkids. And now we're even beginning to recognize that even the season of grandkids, those those younger years of of having grandkids, that's going to go by too, and it's already happened, and Ava's not going to be nine years old, or eight, and, and, and you just look at it, how fast even that goes by, and um, you know, my daughter and uh, her husband Alex was in from France the last couple of weekends, and um, we got stopped at the post office in Covington, and um, Hannah has, had been playing a lot of music in the car, like um, French music, and um, so it's like Fa- Farah Jacques, I remember that song, and what was the other one with the bird? Oh, uh, Alouette. Well, I didn't know Alouette, and I asked Hannah, I'd like to know what do these songs mean in English, and Alouette means pluck the feathers off the bird. <laughs> I mean, there's something about plucking the feathers. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they went they were naming name and all this stuff, but, but anyway, he, um, Alan was in the back in his car seat, and then Hannah and Alex went into the post office, and the music was playing, and, and this is gonna sound kind of weird, but I don't know about y'all, but like if music's playing, and I'm in the car, or I'm in a place where music's on. I'm looking at someone and I can't hear what's happening, but I I can see them and the song is on. Especially if it's a Christian song, it just puts me in a different place. Like it just the perspective's different for some reason with the music. But anyway, so we're in the car and the music's playing and and so and Lori got out the front seat and went and sat in the back because he was starting to um, to, to get fussy a little bit, and so she she was sitting and she was holding him and I was looking through the rearview mirror watching her. And it reminded me of when Lori had our kids, and it just just gave me that picture of how Lori was just so patient and just so loving, and just, you know, she never, I never noticed her ever get frustrated or it was too busy or too aggravated. It, if she did, it never showed, I never saw that. And it just gave me that reminder of how awesome that is. But again, just that season, you know, how fast that goes by and, and just, just to know that um, that the, the, the season's going to go by, you know, whatever it is. You might be in a season of health. Maybe it's a, a, a health issue or maybe you're battling a season of, of, of a financial issue or, you know, strained relationships or whatever, a multitude of different things. And the enemy will try to convince us that you're always going to be in that season. And I'm here to tell you the, seasons, the season will pass. And then what does God promise? That God will give us rest. There's, there's a rest that comes. And it doesn't mean a rest that says, I don't do anything, right. but it's a rest from the fight. Right. See, that Israel was fighting in a battle. It's a rest from the fight that they were doing. And now, you know, there's, there's just that perfect rest that God gives us in our relationship, in our relationship with him. So we just need, just, just, just grasp that and just know don't let the devil rob you of your joy, of whatever it is you're dealing with. And know that God is allowing all these things to take place in our hearts because he's, he's building something. He's drawing us to him. He's causing things to teach us, to show us, to show us different things. Then the next thing here in verse 44, it says, And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. And then so the next thing we see is God defeats the enemies. And so when we look at this scripture, uh, if you look at Joshua when God called Joshua to go into the land of Canaan and to take possession of the land, if you if you read the story, not all the the, the enemies were annihilated. There were still some of the Canaanites and the other ones that were left that, that, that were left in the land, but they were all brought to a place of submission to Israel. Even though they weren't all killed or annihilated, God had position them in a place where they where they were submitting to to the nation of Israel other was they were under under submission to to the nation of Israel so but the Lord delivered all the enemies into the hands just as he had promised God God did that but if you think about it they didn't do that on their own Israel was probably one of the smallest armies in the area I mean you, you look at a lot of battles that Israel fought and they were outnumbered you know but who was with them God was on their side in other words, it wasn't Israel fighting the battles, it was God fighting the battles with them. And that verse that, that scripture in 2 Chronicles says, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. And so whatever battle that you're facing, whatever struggle that you're going through, you need to know that the battle's not yours. It belongs to God. God's fighting your battle. All God wants you to do is stand, stand and and trust Him. Just stand, just take your position, stand your ground, and trust God. But the battle doesn't belong to us, it belongs to God. See, God is fighting our battles. So, so tell the devil that next time he t- tries to, to defeat you, say, say, devil, i got God on my side. God, God is fighting the battles. And, and so, but it's important for us to understand that, that, um, that God delivered their enemies into the hands and they, and they defeated them, but their enemies were not completely destroyed. Israel was given victory from war, but not victory from the responsibility to guard what God has done. In other words God had given this victory God had shown him look what you can do but they had the victory. and if you read the Bible in the book of Judges is the next book that comes up you begin to see that Israel began to fall back they failed to keep the teachings and the promises and the truths of what God said and pass that down to their children and Israel began to forget the Lord they forgot God they they, they walked away from God they, they didn't hold true to his truth and his 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 word and They began to get defeated, and that's what the book of Judges is all about. God would raise up a judge, and the Israel would fall into to sin, and they would be defeated, and then God would raise up a judge that would deliver them, and then they would go right back in. It was, a, it was just this pattern of back and forth. And then the same thing in 1 and Second Kings. The, the, uh, Saul, um, uh, Saul rose up. Saul was a bad king. David came. Solomon came. And then, then, then you'd have good kings, you'd have bad kings. Because it was, because the nation of Israel was going back and forth. They didn't guard what it was that God had given them. God is asking us to guard the treasure of our salvation. To guard that. To guard the victory. That, the victory is ours. We, the, the victory was won on the cross. Je, Jesus paid the price. We received, we received it as a, as a free gift. But now guess what we have to do? I've got to guard that. A, 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 as a treasure. J, just, just as a, 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 a valuable treasure that I have, I, gotta, I have to guard my salvation and protect what it is that God, that God has done for us. And it, it's something that you have to do every day. It's not just every week. You don't just say, well, I'm going to guard my, my salvation or guard the victory God's given me on a Sunday morning. You're not going to make it. Every day. How often did Jesus say to take up your cross? Daily. Every day you wake up and you just tell God, say, God, I give you this flesh, I give you this mind, I crucify the world, all these things to that... And I just start this new day, God, and I'm, I'm just giving you my life. And you, you, what are you doing? You're guarding what God has given you, you're protecting what it, what, what it is that God, that, that God has done for us. <clears throat> and then we see in verse 45, it says, Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. So the next thing we see here is God never fails. God never fails. Isn't, isn't that so true? Um, you know, when you think about God, He never fails us. You know, He never He never lets us down. Um, you know, God made a promise to Abraham, and not a single word that God spoke to Abraham uh, uh, failed to come true. Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now, He who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, In God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. The Holy Spirit as a guarantee, but I like what that says. It says, all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. In other words, every promise that God gives us is not that it might happen or it could happen, it will happen. They're yes and yes and they're they're amen. So we can know that every word that God speaks, it will come to pass. Every promise, everything that God has spoken over your life or over your family, God, these things will come to pass in your life. It's, it's a promise that we can stand on that God that, that God has given us. And so, you know, we, we are clinging, you know, Israel was clinging to the promise that God was going to take them to the promised land, which was a physical inheritance. But what is the promise that God has given us? It's eternal life. That's a spiritual promise that God has given us, that, that we're clinging to the hope and the promise that that I'm not living just for this life, it, it, what does the Bible say? If all you're living for this is just for this life, you mostly be pitied. There was you're you're your pitiful. Basically, is what it's saying. If, if it's all you're living for is what you can get in this world, no matter how great it is, then you mostly be pitied. Because why? There's so much more. This is all going to come to an end. It's temporary, but everything that God promises is eternal. It's eternal life. So that's the promises that God that God has for us. Thank God, that God that, that we cling to. So um so. You know, what areas of your life are you not trusting God with? You know, are there things in your life that, you know, and I, you know, I know all of us are facing different things, different circumstances, situations. Are you trusting God? You know, raising those small children. You know, you're battling with a financial situation. Maybe there's an unexpected um, illness or health, either in your body or someone in your family. Are you trusting God? That God's your provider, that God's your healer, all the things that God has promised us, that he will do. God is, God is faithful. You know, think about that. I love that. It says every word that God spoke came to pass. You know, and so there's promises yet to come for the believer. There was God's promises that Jesus will return. Jesus is coming back. And Everybody says, well, he's, what do you mean he's coming? He, Jesus is coming back. He is going to return. He's going to return. That's a promise that God has given us. We can't lose that. We, we can't allow the, the, the world and the, and the things of the world to diminish that promise that Jesus will return. And he's looking for a bride, the Bible says, that's ready and waiting for his return to take us up to a place that he's preparing for us. And isn't God so good? God's amazing. It's like God, he covers all the bases. Like God doesn't leave anything like un- open-ended. It's like everything is covered in God. Like there's no like, well, God forgot to do this or didn't take care of that. It's all taken care of. God, God does all of that for us. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Eli, Just I didn't ask you to do this, but could you just play some music before we play that um, video? Is that all right? Thank thank you. And thank, thank Eli and Joshua back there for helping us out with the sound. And um, thank you, Jesus. Well, hallelujah. Um, I'm just going to ask everybody just to maybe bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment. I don't know everybody in this room this morning, and um, I think... Uh, Beryl had the word that that you being here in this room uh, this morning was a divine appointment by God and I believe that with all my heart now anytime that somebody comes to a service like this um, you say well I decided to come but God drew you to come here I mean there's there's something that God planted in your heart that gave you a desire to want to be here so that tells me as a pastor that God's working and moving in your life he's speaking to your life. He's doing something in your heart. And the main thing that God wants is He wants us to surrender ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the ultimate thing that we can do is give Jesus control of our lives and just surrender our lives to Him. So you might be sitting here this morning and you say, I've never received Christ as my Savior. I've never received the forgiveness that the cross bought for me. But I believe that God is tugging on my heart, God is drawing me, and I want to make that decision this morning. I want to know that I'm forgiven, that my life is forgiven in Christ, that I have eternal life, that I'm, that I'm saved, and all the things that God wants to do, it starts with you surrendering your life and just confessing that Jesus is Lord. It's, it's as simple as that. It's just basically telling Jesus, I need help. That's what salvation is. I, I, need, I need a rescue. I, I need a savior. And he's waiting for that. So that's you this morning with nobody looking around. You say, you know what? You're speaking to me this morning. That's God's doing that. I want to make a decision today for Christ. If that's you, just slip your hand up from where you are. and Just let me know that, that God's dealing with you, that God's working in your life. And just by placing your hand up, you're just saying, I want to make that commitment today. If that's you, just raise your hand from where you are and let me see who you are. Hallelujah! Thank I see that hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Don't be ashamed. God, this is what we're here for. We're here for, for, for salvation. We're here for people's lives to get changed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I may ask you just to stand to your feet. I want to invite you if you want if you wanted to come up and let me pray with you for the decision that you made. And, Come stand right here, now this is uh, Cammie, yes, I'm so glad that you came, Cammie, and I I really mean that, if you, God drew you here, you know, we made a decision to get up, get dressed and all, but there's something that God did that prompted you to want to be here, and it's for this, that you would make a decision, I met your wife just to come and just to lay hands, and I'm just going to lead you into prayer, The, the prayer doesn't save you, It's not the words, it's what happens in your heart. That that you're making a decision that I want to surrender my life. I want, I want Jesus to come in and be in charge now. And God will do that for you. I mean, he he loves that when we come in. So, um, so just lay hands and just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this prayer. You can just repeat after me. You say, dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross. I believe you died on the cross. And on the third day, you rose to newness of life. Jesus, with my mouth, I confess that you are Lord. Today, I surrender my life. I surrender my plans. I surrender my will to your control. And Jesus, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying for me. But Jesus, I'm weak. I need your Holy Spirit. Send your Holy Spirit to give me the power to live the life you've called me to live. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. That's wonderful. That's a that's wonderful, that's an awesome way to conclude. Um, we're going to connect with her and get some information here with her. But that's an awesome way to conclude our weekend, don't you think? That's what God wants. You know, I'm looking out here, and this is, you, know, you can look around if you want right now. This, this looks full out here. And, um, but man, look, the, the filling this room, God, you say, God God can do that. That's, that's like nothing for God, to, to fill this room up and just to know that this is what God wants. He wants St. Tammany saved. He wants Covington and Mandeville and all these cities around us. That's what is, that's his heart. His heart his soul is souls. It's, it's its the harvest. So, um, so I'm just so excited. We're going to, um, I don't know what we have, Tom. Um, yeah. We're going to close in a song It's just a worship song. I want to have everybody come up just to kind of conclude the weekend. And just kind of, everybody just kind of come up. And we'll conclude that. And then we're, um, we're going to conclude our uh, conference. I want to thank you all so much for participating this weekend, for, for being involved and committed to everything that we did. It was, a, it was an amazing weekend. So excited what God is doing. and how to wake you up right there. That's an awesome song. Praise God. Well, I believe the final word that God wants to give for us just as we approach this new year is this dream big. Amen. This dream big for your personal life, your family, this church. Don't don't put any limits on what God wants to do in your life and in this church. And God will do more than we can ever ask or imagine. It's like his word tells us. I just want to remind everybody downstairs, if you haven't already done it, sign up for a tab group. You know, just say that's a big thing for you. If you've never done that, I'm going to be a part of a tab group this year and make, make a commitment. My wife and I love y'all. We're proud of this church. So excited for, for what God's going to do this year. Have an awesome rest of your Sunday. And be a blessed week. Love y'all.